Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Sci-Fi Graveyard. Uh, Tonight is just going to be me and Josh and occasionally my cat, Cookie. Um, chiming in with her opinion. Today we're going to kind of take it back old school, which is originally what we wanted to do here at Sci-Fi Graveyard is talk about older sci-fi films, but sometimes some of the hard, older ones are a little bit harder to get a hold of, um, but we're, I'm working on it to get more old sci-fi. Um, today we're going to talk about The Thing from Another World. Uh, the Thing from Another World was released on April the 7th, uh, of 1951 by RKO Radio Pictures. And no, that does not stand for Randall Keith Orton. Uh, <laughs> Randall, <laughs> Randall Keith. Oh, I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, RKO was actually one of the big studios back in the day. Um, they closed their doors, I believe, in 19, in the 50s. I can't remember the exact date. I did have it up at one point, but I, I didn't notate it. But it was probably the mid to late 50s is when it shut. they shut their doors as but I think they're actually still around, just they're nowhere near the prestige that they were. Um, this movie was directed by Christian Nibby, and I'm probably mispronouncing that. And um, according to IMDb, um, Howard Hawks is unincredited on this movie. I believe he was a co-director. I'm just double-checking my sources because I typed this like a week ago. Nice. And, and then meow. Um, yes, they had two directors, Howard Hawks and Chris, uh, Christian Nyby. Um, and then it was written by Charles Letterer, and it's based on the novella Who Goes There by author John W. Campbell under the pen name of Don A. Stewart. Uh, this, this story was first published in August of 1938 in Astounding Science Fiction. Dang. Um, there's also two versions of this novella. According to Wikipedia, the original appeared in the before mentioned magazine and the, and the Antarctos cycle under the title, the thing from another world is, and then there's also a 14 chapter version that appears in the best of John W. Campbell and the who goes there collection. And I actually just recently purchased uh, who goes there? Both versions of the novella, which they're both available on Amazon. Um, if you get, if you have a Kindle, it's only a dollar something for the longer version, and the twelve chapter version is only like ninety nine cents. Dang. Yes, Cookie. I know you like this movie. Um, the premise of this movie is uh, scientists and American Air Force officials fend off a bloodthirsty alien organism while at a remote outpost. Um, this movie makes an appearance, actually, in the 1978 horror classic, Halloween. Uh, it's in the scene Tommy and Lori Strode are watching the movie. Um, you Dang. can see the title screen. Which, if you've seen... Wow, I haven't seen that movie in, like, ages, too. Yeah, I actually would be cool to do Halloween, but I wish it... But it's not really sci-fi. Um... Well, we could do that on the other one too. Podcast. So yeah. it starts. Uh, there is some notable differences from this in the John Carpenter remake. And this takes place in the North Pole with where they're coming from Anchorage, Alaska, while the thing with Kurt Russell takes place in Antarctica, as does the original story. Another difference from the original work in this movie is that the thing changes shape like in the John Carpenter film to assume or take over one of the people at one or more of the people at the outpost where in this movie, the thing is the same creature 
and is more plant-like in its behavior and composition. It's a plant that he feeds on blood or animal flesh, like blood, blood or plasma. Yeah, I think they talked about it at one point. They were talking yeah. about plasma or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're growing the the seed pods. Um, they did actually want to do the shapeshifter on this movie, how at, like in the novella, but sadly the budget was really limited and didn't allow for it, so the idea was scrapped. There were early concepts depicting the thing as a very plant-like looking creature with one of its limbs eventually transforming into a human hand. Uh, some of this movie does follow the novella. From what I read, the first six chapters are pretty close because I just recently purchased the novella, so I haven't actually had an attempt to read them. I think I might read them and then talk about them on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Mm, yeah. Uh, but the, some of the movie does follow the novella, actually using the thermite to attempt to free the ship and, and it destroying the ship is actually right from the book, from the novella. Oh, so uh, certain things were linked straight yeah, from it. Certain things were like the character of McCready, which Kurt Russell plays, is actually from the book. But like this one, this this movie, I think it's a whole new set of characters. Like I said, I still have to read the novella, uh, but I think their characters are different. Yeah. There's well, this movie just reminds me of like how they did the older type of movies back in the day. <laughs> Like especially like Dracula and all the old Universal yeah. monster ones, and it's yeah. on the short side. You think that it would be longer than it was. Like it seems like most of the movie or like the climactic spots only take up like fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> short. It's a running it's like time. Of it. Yeah, it's like mostly they talk mostly throughout the whole thing, and then it's like at the very end they're like, okay, we're getting rid of them now. Yeah, it was it was like I actually talk about that more in like my like review part of it. Um, but this is actually one of four adaptations of the novella. Um, as we mentioned, the thing in 1982 by John Carpenter, which I really love that movie. That's eventually going to be discussed on this on this podcast because I lo- I just love that movie. Um, we're gonna probably after Halloween, we're gonna probably take this channel or this pod, I say channel, but this podcast back and do older sci-fi and just build up to more modern stuff and go through the decades. And so um, this was kind of like a starting point, but we do want to do something special for Halloween. And so we're going to do a special Halloween podcast of sci-fi graveyard, but this is one of four. Um, The, this is the original. Oh, (laughs) Katie's going all crazy. Yeah, she's caught. Her claw keeps getting caught on stuff. Um, Yeah, this was there was a movie in 1972 called Horror Express. Uh, The most famous adaptation is probably the thing from 1982, like previously mentioned. And then, of course, the 2011 prequel to the Carpenter film, which is also called The Thing that came out in 2011. And that's another one we like if we're going to do. Oh, like at least this and the thing we need to at least go through that one too. Talk I about do. how I, shitty I, it is. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't like it. I mean, it fell on continuity pretty well, but I didn't like it. It just, but I'm glad they didn't do a remake, which is what they were going to yeah. originally do. So I have to give them props for that. Yeah. Um, some interesting trivia about the the novella is actually in 2018. They actually found that Who Goes There was actually a shortened version of a larger novel previously written by Campbell. Um, it's like an expand. There's an expanded manuscript, including a high, entirely different opening. It's titled Frozen Hell, and it was found in a box of manuscripts sent by Campbell to Harvard University. This is according to Wikipedia. Uh, the discovery was was made by author and biographer Alec Navella Lee during his research on a biography of Campbell and other authors from the golden age of sci-fi. Uh, the fifties is considered the golden age of sci-fi. Yeah. Um, there is one sci-fi film that predates all that. It's called Metropolis from the twenties. And I kind of want to talk about that at some point on this channel too. Um, but back to who goes there. They actually um, launched a Kickstarter campaign to publish this full novel. 
Uh, the campaign raised more than $150,000 to its original $1,000 goal. They gave out, e uh, I guess the backers got ebook versions of the novel published by Wildside Press. Of course, this is oh, all. Oh, so they stuff. didn't even publish the whole thing. They just published the, the short the story, pretty much. Well, yeah, originally they published the short story of Who Goes There, but now there's actually a fuller version of the novel. Um, the backers got their stuff in like 2019. However, the extended novel, and this is according to Amazon, because I did find the book on Amazon, uh, they added an additional 45 pages to the story. And again, Frozen Hell. Um, it's credited to John Campbell Jr., which I think is the son of John Campbell. Uh, obviously, he's junior. But um, <laughs> the, the, the novel includes a preview of the sequel. They're actually developing a sequel to the thing. It's called The Things from Another World, and it's by John Gregory Bantancourt. And oh, I don't so know when that's going to be. going to be a sequel to this movie? Well, they're gonna. And not it's gonna the be, other ones. It's gonna be more. It's gonna follow more of the novella, yeah. Instead of because the title, the I think the, they're just using the title from the fifties movie oh, with the thing from an okay, old yeah. just polarizing it. Yeah. Um, they're also it was and this is uh, most some of this is IMDb, some of this is Wikipedia. But also in January of this year, according to Wikipedia, they are making a new film based on the expanded version of the original book. It's supposed to be produced by Bloomhouse Productions and released by Universal. Now, yeah. I've heard some good things about Bloomhouse. So, uh, if that's the case. To me, it's very hit or miss. They do some really good horror movies, but then they've also done a lot of dumb ones, too. Like, uh, uh, they did the Fantasy Island uh horror movie where it's like based oh, okay. on a tv show but then it's like a horror that, movie type that, thing and then they they did the invisible man too they did that one the remake i heard that was good though yeah the well that uh, that i heard was good but fantasy island i heard sucks i don't know for sure just, maybe during the horror podcast we'll probably end up having to go through that but I actually, yeah, I actually didn't want to. I didn't want to actually um, see the new Fantasy Island, but I heard didn't Bloomhouse do the 2018 Halloween movie? They, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that they did, yeah. Because I heard they, that. That's uh, I think that Bloomhouse might be owned by somebody else now. I think that's what it is. Is that because uh, um, that somebody heard, bought them the, out or something, and now they're just doing pretty much every type of movie that you could think of? It's probably, I, I think, who owns the Invisible or uh, Universal Monsters? I think it might be the same people that own Bloomhouse. Well, that would make sense if they own Bloomhouse because well, they, how they, they did the Invisible Man, the remake, yeah, Monsters. yeah, they um, oh, because Universal, I heard the 2018, yeah. I heard the 2018 Halloween is really good. And oh. I heard, it, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I kind of want to watch yeah, it. It's good, yeah. Uh, I heard it was good, yeah. So I do want to check it out. And then they're they're gonna make it a trilogy, like Halloween Kills comes out oh, yeah, next year. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a trilogy. Yep. Um, but anyway, so we're getting off track, man. Yeah, we are, but that's okay because we're talking about Blue House, who's yeah. supposed to be making a, a remake. But hopefully, they do right by this because I actually really love John Carpenter's The Thing. So I was Definitely wondering how I would feel about. One. Yeah, by far it is the best one. Um, that's why I was wondering how I'd feel about the thing from another world. Um, the funny thing is, the guy who played the thing, James Arnes, was so embarrassed by his role he didn't attend the premiere. Oh, he really? also stated that. This, yeah, this is I according mean, to. I mean, it's not like he really did a whole lot anyway. He wasn't really in the I movie. Think, but yeah, like, like you only see him in a few scenes. I think it's like. Yeah. Him and the ice, then it's like him attacking the dogs, I think, at one point. Yeah. And then him going in, getting covered in fire, running out the window, and then the last scene where like he gets pretty much fried by the electricity. By the electricity. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really it. <laughs> yeah. He actually said he looked like a giant carrot, which is funny because they refer to the thing as a super carrot in the movie. Well, yeah. So I don't know if that was <laughs> I think funny. the only difference to me was it kind of reminded me of the old Swamp Thing like movie. Like the, like the, uh, kinda, the one from the 80s? Yeah. Kinda like, yeah. It kind of looked the same. The kinda, 
either that or Creature of the Black Lagoon. Either, um, like, either one of those. Because, I mean, you can't, it doesn't really show, like, super up close. It's just, like, right when he shows yeah, up. So. Yeah, you never really get to see, like, an up close. And That's what I'm, like, saying. It's, that it's goofy, you know, that he thought his performance was bad. It's like, I think you're overthinking it, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you're a movie monster, um, and and I think this movie's really forgotten about because people, when you think of the thing, they think of John Carpenter's. The well, thing. I mean, I because, never watched this movie until I mean, recently. I didn't because I heard that it was based on like uh, the thing was based off of this movie, really. So I did. Yeah. I only recently watched it, like maybe like uh, maybe three years ago. Because I know I, I watched actually, it with Dad. It came on, and then I was like, oh, I guess I might as well watch it to see how it is. Yeah, I actually watched it just for the podcast, but it is something that's been on my list of things that I wanted to see because I was curious um, about this movie. Like, I'll be honest with you, I actually expect it to be a little bit scarier, uh, but I kind of get some of the things like that's what i'm saying is like kind of like the old like uh because the old universal monsters movies like i watched those way later after i watched creep show and a bunch of other great horror movies that fucking scared the shit out of me and then i re uh, after i watched all those i watched these movies like way later so it like took a lot of the like the uh thoughts yeah like some of the like some of the stuff that you would think that they would be like scared of in this movie when they're in the 50s kind of makes sense but like you could tell that they never really like went super knee deep when it kind of came to horror movies yet no and they couldn't really probably do the uh gore yeah back then because of censorship and black and white it's hard to tell really yeah, um, I guess it makes sense because the time period. Although the body count's a lot lower than I thought, it, yeah. thought it would be. That's what I'm saying. There wasn't the that many people that film. even died in this movie. No, it was it was like three dogs and two people. Yeah, <laughs> and and I probably would have killed off the guy in the the storeroom that was firing at the thing. You would have thought that the uh, scientist. Would have been like the number one, <laughs> yeah, Dr. Carrington or whatever, because they were like, they were like, What uh, is he doing? And then, it, yeah, this dude that's one thing uh, that I was I like, Dude, if it's dude. over, it seems like they would have. Because I mean, I've seen way too many more movies where it's like all the ways the scientist wants to fuck things up, really make it worse than it has yeah. to be. Like he's like, hey, I'm gonna dissect it and shit like that. It's like, no. That's the main yeah, thing about like... science. You don't need to fucking research everything. If you sit and see this person looks like he's killing off people, get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, that's what like um the scientist I actually notated that uh, Dr. Carrington, which is the one, he looked like he was wearing like gray and black sweatpants. Oh at yeah. Some point. That, that's what I'm saying. What I was like, because this movie was good. It was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Just because, like, uh, I'm not a huge fan of like the old old films, like in the '50s type yeah. films. I've never really been like huge into it, but like, I actually enjoyed this a lot more. That's why, whenever you were talking about, it, I was like, yeah, this will be a good one. Rewatch it again. Yeah, I actually. I actually enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I was. Um, I mean, I was curious about it. Um, I mean, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. I don't think we're going to really do the whole Rise from the Grave. Obviously, this has been made like four times. Yeah, and it seems like they're already planning on doing it again. And they're planning on it anyway. So instead of saying, like, I guess this is just going to be more of a discussion of the movie, just because it's the two of us. And it's like a recommendation. Um, If anything, if anybody's into, like, seeing where your roots are when it comes to the thing movie where that's like one of like yeah. top 10 like all time great horror movies if you want to see where it comes, because you see, you see this movie after you watch the thing and you see what they were pulling from like you could see, understand a lot of the, 
like you see a lot of the shit that's in the thing itself in its own movie you could see where they were uh pulling stuff from to fit the narrative of the story like the stuff that they yeah. talk about in this movie is like that um this movie was really good like i said i made a lot of notes but i made like two pages of notes uh, most one page was like the trivia stuff and then just notations i actually just found myself watching the movie and not notating like i usually do um because I just enjoyed it. This is the second time in a week that I watched it. And you know when you watch a movie too close together and you're just like, good God, be over. Yeah, some, mo- you know, some movies you just want to be like, I really don't like want to watch this again. Yeah, yeah. and this movie wasn't like that to me. Like, I actually enjoyed it uh, almost as much as the first time. I caught some stuff I didn't catch the first time um, through. I, I actually considered... Um, Dr. Carrington, a second antagonist in this movie, because he keeps trying to circumvent. Yeah, that's um, mostly Captain why I was Injury. surprised that nothing happened with him. Like they were just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, him go in," and he was talking shit. And then at one point, he was still like, "Get in there!" <laughs> I'll show you yeah, exactly what's like, going to happen. We don't mean you any harm. Yeah, and then they're like, "Hey, we don't make peace. sure that this person gets and like this thing." is hurt in any way and the the captain's just like fuck that i'm killing it <laughs> yeah uh, i like i did mention that like the military like he was the the, the dr carrington was kind of like that sci-fi trope of the uh the scientist whose ego and everything was like more important than the safety and then the well, knowledge that's how, of the like, safety of the that's people. how they show like especially in a horror movie like ninety percent of like how shit go, uh, gets fucked up is because of the scientists. Because he yeah. always want, and, like he sees people dying, he's like, I don't really give a shit that they're dying, but I want to test this motherfucker to find out why he's dying. Yeah, it's I'm like, like, no, dude, like two of your guys died in the greenhouse, um, and they're strung up to be to help grow new. Th- new creatures like what, what the hell's wrong and then with he's you? Like, hey i gotta test it more no i want yeah. to test it more and then he starts like growing the seed pods and using the plasma and they're like what are you doing with that plasma you got like a hurt guy who's getting blood transfusions but you're here you are like using all the plasma because you're like you're helping the helping the creature take over the well, world well that's that, like 90 percent of like all scientists like you gotta think about the movie doom the scientist was stupid as fuck. I mean, granted, uh, that's another yeah. thing that we could do in a podcast by itself. But like most, like ninety uh, percent of all these scientists and shit, are always the cause on why shit goes haywire. It's it's like, dude, you're an idiot. Like, um, Doctor Chapman, who was the one in the black sweater, who was taller, with yeah. white hair. He was probably the second smartest person in this movie behind Captain Hendry. Like, I have to say Captain Hendry's character wasn't like the typical military idiot. Um, now, his his bosses were because they were like, don't kill the yeah. thing. Like, try But to I mean, it. also but, at the same time, that's I, totally government right there, man. Like, every, every yeah, time in I, these movies, it's like the them. same with the scientists, you know, like 90% of like, everything like government wise in these movies are always like hey keep it around so we could test it <laughs> yeah and i kind of get it i actually kind of more understand it from their point of view because they're not there firsthand yeah. so they really yeah, don't so they're know definitely what's going like, on i want to find out what the fuck this is they, they yeah so they want to know what's going on so i can kind of give them a pass not like in some movies where you're like seriously general general dumbass yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can kind of give them a pass. Um, I did. I do like the reporter in this movie because, as much as he wanted the story, he didn't do anything stupid or stereotypical oh, yeah, for, for a reporter in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So, in any other movie, Scotty, which is the reporter, he would have ended up. He would have ended yeah. up a victim. He would have died. Well, that's one. I think that's um, one reason why I died. liked it more too is that it was before. You watch this shit, and like most of the stuff that they would turn it into a story plot for, like these people dying, turned out that it wasn't even that. Like most of the stuff that yeah, you see was... in movies nowadays, 
It's always like the scientists always being bad, the government being stupid, like reporters wanting to just do it for the story. And that's mainly the main ones that ever die in these movies. So it was nice whenever you see it and it kind of like breaks it up where it's just like you you don't see that. They had they didn't develop that trope yet. Only the scientist was really the trope in this movie. And like I said, this, this is the golden age of sci-fi. So these are where these tropes are developed. So you know, who's to say when the first stupid sci- well Frankenstein probably technically Frankenstein could be considered sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh. To be honest with you, and um, stupid scientist creating it. Well. The book's a lot different. I haven't read the book, but I know the the monster. I know that I read. I think I Mary, I read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein like ages ago when I was in high school, and that's like yeah, and that's yeah. the original story. So it and that's different than like Universal's. It's mostly scientists um, trying to and like that's the main thing. It's like scientists always trying to push the limits of shit, and that's uh, mainly uh, what gets them caught in the end. And, and honestly, that attitude with Dr. Carrington should have probably gotten probably should have gotten him killed in this movie. He probably should have died when he walks up to the thing and starts trying to like oh, talk yeah, to it. Definitely. I mean, like if that would have been I, I any other horror movie now, that would have been boom. Oh yeah, <laughs> he 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 would have he probably would have gotten out like two words. I come in, I come in peace, and then like Jason, like just bopping his head down. And his neck. <laughs> yeah, crushing him. I can tell we see that. If shit. that was Jason Voorhees, that dude, he wouldn't even gotten. A, I come out. I come in peace. It'd have been like I yeah. dead. <laughs> but I actually thought this movie was really good. Um, it's really rewatchable. It had. It was a really good yeah. film. Uh, the thing from John Carpenter. That's why. I, I that's why it. really. And I I'll just keep saying, saying I like, if you love the original or like. Not the original, but like if you love the thing with Kurt Russell and I'm trying to think of the other dude's name, the black dude in it, Keith, Keith David. David. Okay, yeah, Keith David. Yeah, I love like Keith I, David. I love him and all um, that. Like in that and in They Live and even the voices Spawn, all that. Oh, shit. I love him. But like if you like was, that, if, if you love that movie, you should definitely check this out as a point of reference at least. Yeah, you, you should you should watch this at least once. Um, I actually consider this a little bit more sci-fi drama than horror because even though there's a monster, he wasn't really in the movie. And there was a little bit of suspense, but not really a lot. The suspense built with the Geiger counter, but like there's a lot of scenes with exposition, like Dr. Carrington telling Nikki, which is the, the brunette. Yeah. I'm like the, the thing at the end where, uh, like, they're just like, "Oh yeah, you should settle down." Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I, I love that, that part. So I like goofy, that was though, awesome. but like, it was like... just like you could tell throughout the whole movie that that's what they were trying to do is trying to build a romance between yeah, these people, and then they're like, "Hey, you got to get with her." <laughs> you need to calm that shit down. Dude, I love how they were trying to yes. hook him up with her, and he was actually trying to like you know work his game too. The only part I thought was weird is he he lets her tie him up oh, to have yeah. a drink. I thought that was weird. But I was like, man, the captain's kind of kinky. Yeah, that's what I was like, okay. <laughs> Link, yeah, definitely weird. Uh, but like, uh, good weird. It was good because I, I think it was funny. Like he, I like the, the camaraderie he had with his men. Like he had a he had um, a personal relationship with them even the, and they followed orders because they respected his position, but they could also not... Um, it, it wasn't like, yes, sir, salute, walk away. They actually had real conversations with each other. Now, I know in real military situations, there'll probably be like a yes, sir type thing, but I do like the fact that they had like a, a loose... Uh, they weren't strict to like what you would say natural protocol was, so their their conversations were more organic it felt like it didn't feel like it's not like when you watch a movie and you have two siblings and the sibling walks one sibling walks in hello brother of mine well hello sister um siblings don't oh, talk yeah. like that <laughs> so uh it's usually like hey fuck face the fuck yeah. you want <laughs> or something along those lines um 
Yeah, me giving uh talking about brothers. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's it's but it's like they actually had like a camaraderie. And so I actually enjoyed the fact that they're trying to hook them up and tell them to marry her and settle down. Yeah. That's what I thought was funny. But yeah. I, I actually liked that part. It was it was funny. It was it was a good levity in the movie at the end. Um the reporter's like dialogue at the end was really good. It was probably that was probably the best dialogue of the movie when he's telling his story, yeah. uh, reporting it. And to me, even though there wasn't like a setup for a sequel, it kind of laid the groundwork that maybe because I don't know how this film performed uh, commercially. I know RKO like was constantly on in bankruptcy until, and then Howard Hughes bought him. Oh wow! And Howard then Hughes that kind of yeah, yeah. Um, he bought them and he bought RKO and then he kind of ran them into the ground because of his becoming a, a reckless. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how this did financially. IMDb only lists that it had a budget of 1.3 million, which I don't know what that was in $1950, but apparently it was limited because they couldn't do all the stuff they yeah. wanted to do like they yeah. can today. Um. I really keep repeating myself that this was a good film. I'm trying to think of other ways to break it down. Um, break just so we can down. probably extend the playlink. I don't know why TX um, popped into my head after that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, break it down. Um, just like on Facebook when you're like on uh, when you um, when they used to call the memories on this day and you'd be like hey, yeah. pop in your head. <laughs> on this day, but, I see clearly. But, uh, yeah. Um, I think this movie really holds up. Um, again, I, I know, know I'm repeating myself. Yourself all it's the a, time, a really Joe. Yeah. Um, I think it was a good film. The movie's almost 70 years old. It's it's technically it's Damn. about 69 years old when it came out. Yeah. Um, released in like I said, 1951. So next year will be 50, uh, 70 years. Um, but like, if you think about it, I know my conception of movies like this, I usually think of movies from back in the day as being stupid and terrible because you see a lot of B movies from that time, but I don't, I can't consider this a B movie. Um, I really think it was a really well-made movie. Um, the only thing I would have done is had more higher body count. I would have uh, shown yeah, the thing that's a why bit mostly I don't know if I would count this as a horror movie, but I mean, it was probably before yeah, they that's... really started doing that in movies anyway, like making huge body counts and shit. I think the... probably, and and I think that was like that's the thing I and and that could be the censorship and just the plotting because this movie seemed like it had a lot of dialogue it had to get across, so. And then the runtime was only an hour and yeah, six that's minutes like from start rare to nowadays. Yeah, and, and movies back then were shorter. Uh, they've only gotten longer. Uh, another thing, though, is like because if you watch this, like this was a really good movie, and I like I said, the preconception for me for movies at this time period is that they were kind of garbage. Um, just and that's just me being inexperienced as a fan of cinema. And, but if you watch this and you watch something like, and we're going to get off a little off topic, but if you've ever seen uh, Casablanca. Yeah, I watched that it's a, ages ago. It's amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing film. And so it kind of like, it's kind of important that we kind of watch old cinema. And especially if you love John Carpenter's, the thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, I really do, like Josh says, I really think you need to watch this one. Um, I can't recommend it enough. Like I said, my nitpicks are nitpicky. Yeah, um, I don't even really have, have to look at when movie. I just watch it and I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, just because it goes quick. Body and, count. Like, really, that's the only thing. But also at the same time, I think it's perfectly fine knowing that it, they only have like a few people dying in it. Just because a it's a kills. different and, thing to do. Like it doesn't happen often enough. Yeah. No, and I think the fact that it's um, the the only two kill the three well the dogs were kind of killed on screen. Um, you saw them fighting yeah. the thing, so it's yeah, they that's more of an. Just, it looked like but at like one the point they just kind of tossed what looked like a dog off screen or something, but yeah, yeah. 
uh, no, that's ball. what I'm saying. I'm sure that it wasn't, but like, yeah, because it would have been kind of awkward if they were like, Bleh. but <laughs> I'm kind of a softie for movies though, so I hate when they like. I'm one of those people Dude, that hates when they kill an animal off in a movie. Whenever they kill dogs off in in, in movies, like uh, like they care more yeah, about like, dogs like, than like cats and shit. Like even a pig. More than they would like fucking human beings. They're like, you deserve that shit. Yeah, Fuck I'm, you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and, and I even said this in the movie. I'm like, this the doc, Dr. Carrington deserved to die for his his uh, ego and potentially putting the people there in more danger. Yeah, like that's he should have probably thing. died. Oh, yeah. um, but it, it moved at a quick pace. The movie didn't drag like modern movies. There was really no. Even the 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 exposition, like all the dialogue, didn't really slow down the movie because it was still like a fast pace. Um, they're developing ways to to think about how to kill the thing. And one thing I did like is Nikki, who's the secretary for Doctor Carrington oh, yeah. and the love interest for uh, Captain Henry. She wasn't a damsel in distress. Um, the only time that she really bowed to Captain Henry's wishes was when. They yeah, were with, kill with the, the mattress, like, not the fire, yeah. but when, it when they the put the mattress up against her or whatever, that was the really the only time. And it was just yeah. like he was just like, "Hey, yeah, like, be careful and use this if you need to." Because and, I mean, all of them were soldiers, yeah, so like, it makes sense fire, why like he would do that shit. Yeah, he covered her up, and I think she was the one who probably flipped the switch. So he, she wasn't a damsel. There was no point in this movie where she was a damsel in distress where they had yep. to save her from the thing. And that's actually something that goes against a lot of yep. sci-fi and horror tropes. Um, it's a damsel in distress. And Nikki wasn't a damsel in distress. Um, she gave her opinion. Um, they didn't treat her any less as a person because she was a woman. Like sometimes happens in the so are you saying movie the types. You can watch this movie. No. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm just saying that she yeah. was she was treated like yeah, well yeah feminists should like, enjoy this movie uh, better movie. parts in it than most movies do now yeah so that's why and that's why I say that people yeah, should she, watch it anyway and be like because it'll be different like for every person that's like into horror movies and shit and sci-fi stuff in general uh, if they would watch this then they would be like holy shit it's weird no and like you're it, it, it subverts your expectations because you're not used to it. So you're yeah, you're so this, used to watching other movies yeah. do this shit. So when you see this, and it's like, why don't more movies do this? Yeah, because like I said, she wasn't a damsel. And yeah. This was in 1951, where they do a lot um, of damsels. And she, she, um, exactly. And she, the only thing that she really did, which was kind of stereotypical was she's like, hey, do y'all want coffee? But she really just yeah. wanted to be there in there with him because she says that. I was hoping you'd invite me in. Like, so she was used, yeah, and, using and it then as again, excuse, yeah. um, so, excuse, it's not, she She came in with the coffee, but she actually just wanted to be in there with them while they were talking. And they never treated her like she was less than them. Like, so she never got treated less than a person. Um, so she, I'm trying to figure out the right way to say it. That's why I keep circling around it. Like, you know how a lot, a lot of women back then were just treated yeah. like Susie Homemaker or something no, like that? No, I knew what you yeah, And I they were kind of like, oh, anyway. yeah, she wasn't treated that way. And I actually really enjoyed that. I mean, um, I like strong female characters. I like it when it makes sense to have a strong female character. Um, in this case, she, I don't know if she was really a strong character because she wasn't really, but I guess you could say she was because she actually was ready to be part of the action. Um, the first attack on the on the thing, she was there. Uh, she was protected, but she was there to help. And the only time that they told her to get back is because with the electricity, yeah. he was trying to save her life uh, because she could have been electrocuted and killed. And so, and then that's the only time where she's like, okay, I'll do it. I'll go and do what you say. And in story-wise, it made sense because in any other movie, if they had her say, no, blah, blah, blah. She probably would have almost gotten killed yep. and then became a damsel in distress. In this case, she didn't. 
Yeah. And so I like that. I like uh, that. I mean, I don't know what else to talk about in this thing. I think we've pretty much discussed everything. No, I, I think we've kind of, I think we discussed it. We probably, uh, like I said, I repeated myself a bunch of times. But I, again, this was a good movie. I do think anyone who listens to this podcast, if you, you've obviously listened to it and you probably, if you're seeing the name, you've probably seen the movie. But if you haven't, watch the movie. It's a really good movie. It holds up after almost 70 years. Um, it's probably available probably on Blu-ray or HD too, somewhere. Probably. Amazon has it. It's kind of like it. Uh, yeah, you can rent it oh, for like 2 dollars That's one thing that we should talk about, too, is Night of the Living Dead. I would think that that would be like a sci-fi horror movie anyway. Uh, I, was, I was actually thinking about doing that film. Um, I love that. I, I love that movie anyway. I know this is about I was topic. just thinking of it right then. I, I love the 1968. Um, I love the 1968 film. It, it actually started a whole genre. That's why we have the mo- uh, modern zombie craze. Um, I actually do think that is something we should do on Sci-Fi Graveyard because even though they don't explicitly say what caused the outbreak, there's it like could be anything. Uh, Once I think it's some dialogue with scientific background. stuff where it could be anything. Like and the second one, it kind of yeah, evolves it, it into like a thing where it's like uh, government made type of stuff. So I'm sure scientists were involved. So I mean, like yeah, because if you look at like yeah, we're, we're gonna get off topic with this. If you look at George Romero's uh, The Night of the Living Dead, uh, they there's some somewhere mentioned that a satellite fell and that and they think that's what created it. So then that would yeah. definitely make it science fiction. Um, even if it was a disease or virus like in Resident Evil. So that's something definitely I would like to talk about. If you look at the Return of the Living Dead movies from the yeah. 80s, those are spinoff movies. They're not part of the Romero line. Those are actually military experience experiments, yeah. and those would definitely and, be sci-fi. Uh, I definitely know that it, yeah. uh, Return of the Living Dead is uh, like going to be discussed either on this or on the horror podcast anyway. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I love talking about horror movies anyway. So, yeah. I just like talking about movies. This is why I chose sci fi because I'm a big sci fi. I like actually all genre of movies, but I probably gravitate more to science fiction because I'm a Trekkie. So, I guess that's pretty much it. We both really love this movie. Uh, we both definitely say you should watch it. Uh, stay, uh, come back next, uh, not next week, <laughs> on Halloween. We're going to do a special edition. Um, I guess not really special, but we're going to talk about uh, one of the best sequels ever made. Uh, mostly, as you know, sequels are considered crap compared to the first movie, even if they're still good. They, they don't always level up to the, the first movie. A few exceptions are Terminator 2, um, The Godfather Part 2 from a year. I actually am bad cinema. Cinephile. I, I don't know seen if I should uh, count in Dawn of um, the Dead rather uh, for Night of the Living Dead, but mostly because I don't know for sure I actually, if that's like the second movie that he did. Yeah. But but anyway, it's like certain, certain it the ones are Death just series. always better than the like. You know, a lot of people say that Evil Dead Two is yeah. better than the original one, but it feels like a retread to me. But anyway. It, and, yeah. it, and it actually was a retread. It it covered a lot of the stuff from the first movie because they didn't have the rights to the footage, I think. So they just basically remade the movie. Um, but we're going to talk about James Cameron's Aliens for Halloween for our Halloween uh, podcast. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be all four of us. Steve had the life issues special. Um, and couldn't make it. And the Halloween special, spooky. Um, everyone loves Halloween. I do too. <laughs> I love Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Halloween's probably my my three favorite holidays are all at this time of year. Christmas, I think that's like Thanksgiving, knows, and Halloween. I'm more of a Halloween uh, person than I am. Yeah, probably else, everybody. So. I mean, I love Christmas because I love the time of year it's supposed to yeah. represent, not what it actually represents. Um, and and uh, I love Thanksgiving because of uh, being with family and stuffing your face. What's more fun than that? And then Halloween's just fun because it's, it's fun nice to pretend to, to be something that you're not throughout for a few hours. And, ma- and dress and up and have fun and eat a bunch of candy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I miss about um, 
TNT's mon- uh, Joe oh, Bob yeah. Briggs, Monster Vision. Now I think because I miss I, I miss it, every Friday the Thirteenth. They would yeah. show all the Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, he has a show on Shutter now, and I'm like, man, another streaming service. But I'm also well, like, I mean, I, um, well, I mean, horror I've movies. Heard <laughs> good things about Shutter, anyway. I'm like, I've been seeing plenty of stuff that they've been. I, I've heard there. good things about it, too. But anyway, that's us diverting. We might. But um, <laughs> we're diverting because we could just talk all day about random movie stuff. But we're gonna do Aliens for the Halloween special. So join us for that. Uh, Josh and his brother Jeremy will be starting a horror podcast, yeah. um, Scream Creeps, soon. So be on the lookout for that. I'm hoping that I can be a part of that one as well, because especially if you're talking about oh, older yeah. horror, I already I have. Would, like I would love to talk about some different more older episodes stuff. that I want to cover. <laughs> like now, I, now I'm, newer I'm, stuff, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, but I do like anyway, older stuff. Like I, I'm more uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street. Friday the Thirteenth slasher stuff and everything. So, that's, but that's yeah, what I'm, I'm saying. I, I have, like, I'm just uh, staring at all my movies. I have like maybe a, a, a at least like maybe forty or fifty just in the little rack that I have. But nice. here's something cool, and I'll share this with you and the listeners. I, I'm sure I've mentioned this to you before. Every Friday the Thirteenth, if you have an Xbox, you can buy on Xbox Movies. You can buy the Friday the Thirteenth oh, yeah. movies I in HD that for thirteen dollars. When I found out, yeah, I bought I just that. Want and, all of them. Um, it's like only the Jason Paramount X releases. And, uh, there's like four that they don't have with no, it or something. It's, it's like Jason X and uh, no, and that's, I think it's the one where it's Freddy yeah, or uh, Jason uh, live. No, uh, I'm trying to think which one the nine. No, it's, it's like nine, ten, eleven or something like that. It's, uh, it's uh, is missing. Yeah, it's Jason Goes to Hell. It's uh, Jason X and Freddy versus Jason because those are the and the remake. The that's because um, the three were New Line, and the ones that they show for um, the thirteen dollars uh, are all the ones when Paramount made the movies. Yeah. And so that's so if you're a horror fan, this is Halloween, so we're going to talk spooky. Um, pick it up. I, I didn't. I don't regret it. I made our roommate go through all. 11 movies honestly and they enjoyed them i'm trying to get her to go through the nightmare on elm street series but she didn't oh. like the remake because it was too scary dude was like, she wouldn't she want like to watch the, the first the one crappy remake far. same with the second one that would disappear no she would not want to watch the original nightmare. <laughs> i always recommend if you want full-on so, scares to watch the first one but if you want the best the, the first series, one still creeps me the hell out my favorite series, go for number three and four those are absolutely yeah. Three just, is my favorite. Dream Warriors, the Dream Warriors. The fourth one. I forgot Dream. the name of the fourth one. Oh, okay, yeah. And those uh, work Master, so I think. well together. That's that's mostly that's mostly why I always say they three do. and four are the best ones because they went for his spookiness, and then also the campiness of the the whole thing, and. It filled in the best lore out of the whole franchise. That's why I'm saying, like, those are by far the best. But, I mean, yeah, uh, I could do I, this all day. <laughs> I could do this all day. That's our opinion. So, we could actually consider this We consider this a preview for uh, Scream Creeps because yeah. um, we're talking about horror now. Well, sci-fi horror, you know, is a thing. Um, sci-fi and horror really go well together, so you see it a lot. Um, yeah. And then there's just horror horror. Uh, for Nightmare on Elm Street, I would consider just horror horror. Um, Jason Lives and On, you might consider well, sci-fi horror Jason because X they bring him back like Frankenstein. Definitely. Jason X is sci-fi horror. That one uh, movie made me laugh more I, than it That will me definitely out. have to be uh, one of the podcasts, too. <laughs> yeah. Whether <laughs> that shows up on I this mean, one like, or yours. We're, we're going <laughs> to do all sorts of stuff, especially if everybody enjoys most of the shit anyway. Especially us just talking about good movies. So, I mean, yeah. Talking about good movies, man. Um, I I kind of want to start just a regular podcast yeah. where we just well, talk I about mean, we non-sci-fi three movies. Already. But and the, oh, we're going to be I on know, four. And, um, Steven's we're podcast is supposed to be coming then, back soon. Yeah. But I'm sure if we can end up managing it, I'm sure we yeah, can do so it. Yeah, so I think four will be good. 
But anyway, that's beside yeah. the point. <laughs> but um, we're 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 uh, we're just rambling now, so we should probably cut it off. Um, again, no final, no, uh, just, final. Just to reiterate, up, watch, watch the thing. <laughs> I am wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up by saying, watch the thing from another world, 1951. So to reiterate and take two, because uh, the podcast app decided to cut me off. Um, again, watch this film, especially if you love 1982's John Carpenter. Please watch The Thing from Another World, 1951. I think you'll enjoy this movie. It holds up again after 70 years and was fun. Um, so anyway, we'd like to thank you for listening to us. Join us, please, on Halloween Day, where we're going to release our Halloween special, which is Aliens by James Cameron. And so I look forward to that. Um, I don't know if the movie will still scare the shit out of me like it did as a kid, but I do look forward to discussing it with everybody. So, oh, uh, man, <laughs> I can't wait because I'm going to be like, game over, man. Game over. <laughs> I already know I'm going to. <laughs> I think we're all going to do that at some point in the, the podcast. But join us here next week. Uh, not next week. I keep wanting to say next week. We're actually going to record it next week and then release it on Halloween. So um, join us here on Halloween as we start. Su- discuss aliens on sci-fi graveyard i'm joseph i'd like to thank you for joining us today um speak and josh and as well hello and goodbye <laughs> you all take care um i do want to touch on one more thing before we go this is something i do on my video starting with my last video i do want to go forward i know depression and anxiety is a big thing right now a lot of people are experiencing things they haven't experienced before in their lives i know i am one of them um mine wasn't caused by covid it was exacerbated by the situation. Um, I want you all to know three things. You're not alone. You're not crazy. And silence makes you sicker. Secrets make you sicker, actually. Um, just know that there are people there that love you and care. Reach out to them. If, if it's not a family member, then a close friend. Um, don't be afraid to seek help. You're not alone. And definitely um, hit me up, too. <laughs> because you can hit us up in the comments on facebook or any of our socials if you ever have those thoughts just hit us up hit us up and we'll end up talking to you (laughs) we we all we respond to any comments that we can um we're little we're growing so don't be afraid to comment and think that someone you like is not going to respond one of us is going to respond if it's something on my video i respond if it's steve's video steve responds if it's josh's josh will respond so you will talk to the person producing the video it'll just say the heart of geek um so check us out on all our social media uh facebook the heart of geek youtube the heart of geek twitter the heart of geek twitch is just part of geek we're hoping to start uh D live stream again soon we have to continue the story we left on yeah i think so far is that it's probably going to be at least this upcoming tuesday if everything's willing if everything goes to plan we hope so because it was a lot of fun we just got to get schedules and we're all you know we're all grown up so we have life in the way but join us for that again take care of yourselves be safe wear your masks um again i'm joseph i want to thank you all once again josh do you want to say anything saying goodbye well bye all right bye everyone (laughs) take care uh we'll see you uh in two weeks